Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, the Battle of L.A. It goes down tonight across the street on ESPN. But how will James Harden fit with his new team once he's back on the court? And, oh my goodness, Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs, they shocked the Suns late last night. We'll tell you why the French phenom may be on his way to being one of the best clutch players in the league. Plus, the list of Lakers legends, it's surely one to marvel at. But has LeBron James already cemented himself alongside immortals like Kobe, Magic, and Kareem? NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. He is Richard Jefferson. I like the three-piece. I do, too. Uh, honestly, that's just my vibe all season. It's People looking great. Chanae's vibes are always immaculate. One Miss Chanae Gumake. Kendrick Perkins flew in from Texas to be with us for the yep. rest of the week. I'm Malika Andrews. We are here to get you set for tonight's games. Take a look back at the action last night. And Victor Wen Banyama, my friends. He called Kevin Durant his favorite player last night. He went toe-to-toe -to -toe against him in a game that I think maybe had the best finish of the year thus far. And the best Halloween costume. What was he supposed to be? Slender Man. Katie, you're Wemby's favorite player. What do you make of that? And I'm old. So Kevin Durant says that he's old, but he also still gives the youngster a little piece of this. This is what the people were waiting to see. The fans go wild. KD elevates over Victor Wembanyama in the first quarter. All right, no, it was impressive to watch this again. Like, look, Vic Victor didn't really get the jump start, but Kevin Durant, if anybody can contest Kevin Durant's jump shot, it's Victor. It's the close of quarters that are gonna become a theme in this game. Kevin Durant, once again, he couldn't contest that one. I'm excited for you to listen to Victor Wembanyama talk about playing against KD in just a little bit, but Victor ooh. got his too. Ooh, oh! Why you start saying ooh before he even well, does? Because the, the Did you know what was about Look where he takes off from. <laughs> yeah, outside the paint and lefty finish. That okay. Well, the fourth quarter, this is where things get interesting. The Spurs trail by as many as 20 points in the third quarter. The Suns actually led for 47 minutes and 30.8 seconds of this game. But Why? then Victor started on, to go to work on this one. And then one minute left here, three-point game. Kevin Durant, once again, showing he's still got that burst, able to get that to go and add to the Suns' lead. But then here, Victor can't quite get, oh there it goes three-point game 48.5 seconds remaining three-point game once again Devin Vassell can't get it to go don't worry Victor <laughs> Wembanyama is there yeah if you're watching this score you can see that there were some issues with Phoenix so the Suns <laughs> had a timeout they elect not to right use here. it and then snatched Frank Vogel said that was a foul I didn't exactly see no it foul. the Spurs take a one-point lead with 1.8 to go, let's take one more look at this. This is San Antonio's yeah, first fast, lead of the game. Ball. That's my ball, punk. Gets it to go. Well, the Suns have wow, one more Richard. chance. 
<laughs> you know where they're going. They're going to Kevin Durant. Elevates. Nope. Just a little bit short. The San Antonio Spurs get the win on the road. But take a listen to Victor Wembanyama talking about playing his idol for the first time. Special, you know, really a problem, and I can see that he his teammates really look for him, and uh, they they make him a problem too. You know, the way they set up uh, the the plays and they try to look for him. So, yeah, it's definitely I think it's top hardest players to guard in, in the league. Yeah, it's just a unique player. It's going to be a force in this league for a long time. Continue to just once he continue to get experience under his belt, he's just going to get even better. All right, Shanae Agumake, Victor Wembanyama, he has certainly been impressive in fourth quarters before, but last night it was to another level. What did you see from him? Look, in four games, Wemby has shown to take over in the fourth quarter. I want to show you some numbers. Take a look at this. In the fourth quarter, he is leading the league right here, 80% in field goal percentage, mm. and he's also leading the league in blocks. He's shooting 31% in the first three quarters, and then when it comes to closing, closing time, he's shooting 80%. I could help myself let me show some of these key plays yes please nine feet of reach to alter this shot most players in drop coverage could never get there but Victor have no fear Wemby is here and then they're off and running easy buckets in transition that's how the Spurs are getting better through defense getting easier offense here we go speaking of in transition I mean watch this wingspan right here I believe it's eight feet of wingspan those arms I mean the Hollywood costume was like on point <laughs> Slenderman is the key but watch this finish I mean fouls have you guys ever seen a shot like that? Backwards at this point of the game, his confidence is unreal. This is absolutely abhorrent defense. No box out, no shade, Kevin. Um, and then comes in, has it, is that shade? Comes in for the so. dunk. I mean, just the confidence, the exuberance that he shows. And he has such great poise as well yeah. to make different plays, whether it's blocks, pushing in transition, or O boards. Not only was that one of the craziest wins that we have ever seen, but it was actually Malika a first for Coach Popovich in over two, 2,100 games, Coach. Okay. This was the first time that his team won in regulation while down three in the final 10 seconds. That's a win. We've never effect. seen that before. And there have been some great players that have come through that uniform. That's the one be effect. Exceptional players. And look at the amount of games that we're talking about. The fact that Greg Popovich is still having first is pretty incredible. But, Janae, we were talking, you know, Perk, he flew in this morning. He was on the plane. I imagine Perk probably, like, popped open a book or something. Uh, or I actually your... was asleep. Okay. Sleep. Okay, so you weren't, you weren't adding to your lexicon. But, please, I still want a word of the day, if you could, to describe the Spurs' comeback last night. Uh, I've been waiting on this. I've been waiting on this. I'll take one. There we go. It's been a minute. It's it's renaissance. Oh, we love that word. Yeah, and I'm not talking Beyonce? And I'm not talking about <laughs> okay. Beyonce. Okay, I'm not talking about Beyonce. It's renaissance. And you know why? Because let me explain the de definition to you. Go ahead, Malik. Okay, the, the great revival of classical art literature and learning in Europe from the 14th century to the 17th century, marking the transition from the medieval to the modern world. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I got you. I threw you the assist and you capitalized. Here, here's the thing. Last year, the Spurs had one regular season game. This year, they got 20. Meaning that... On national TV. Yeah, on national yeah. TV. They're relevant again. They're relevant again, whether it's because Victor Wimbanyama, and we know he plays a huge part, but again, we're talking about a team that has been at the bottom of the food chain for a long time. And when I look at this game last night, that only boosts the confidence of a young team. When you're able to stay in the moment, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, especially when it comes down to Victor Wimbanyama and when it, the way that he started the game. Yeah. But he came on strong in the fourth. 
Like, that's what you want to see. Like, he stood. <laughs> what? What? Nothing. <laughs> What are y'all That's laughing? so funny. Richard Wiig. Do it again. Do it again, Richard. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Good to see you guys. <laughs> no, he stayed in the moment. So he stayed in the moment. He yeah. went to the bench, and I was like, why is Pop taking him out? All of a sudden, he came back in, couple key blocks, defensive plays, big three-point shots, two of them, back-to-back -back that, I don't know if it was a reverse layup on the same side for the <laughs> M1, whatever yep. it was. But again, that just shows that's going to help this team. But that just shows growth in Victor Wembanyama and how he's going to continue to grow throughout the course of this season. Is it the Renaissance? Is it the Wembysance? Where we'll work on we'll work Wemby on all I know. I couldn't. I couldn't see the impact. It's real. I know, Richard. You hate my puns, but take a look at this win probability. I don't generally love win probability because sometimes yeah. it sort of shifts with the win. But look what Victor, did, where he took over. What do you make of him being able to flip games already in clutch time at this point in his career? Well, I wouldn't even say it's clutch time. It's like what you see from Wimby is you see it happens in, in stretches where he'll hit two threes, get two blocks, and get a dunk. So mm -hmm. it becomes more about can he do it for long periods yeah. of time. Yeah. And so it'll go from one minute, now he does it for a quarter, then he'll have stretches where he does it for a half. At the end of the day, there are certain players that no matter what you do, when you step on that floor and they are your teammate, you believe you have a chance. Mm -hmm. And I think last night, this wasn't just about Wimby. Their entire roster plays hard. Pop is holding them to a higher level of accountability. The guys are playing with a, a certain amount of energy, a lot of ball movement, a lot of passing. Him being their best player, most impactful player, the cool thing that I see is that they start to believe. Once you have Wimby on your team, same with Kevin Durant, same with LeBron James, same with Steph Curry, there are certain guys that when they're on the floor, we believe that we have a mm -hmm. chance. And this looks like th this could be the situation with Wimby early. I want to bring in someone who covers Wemby as much as anyone, Brian Windhorst, because you have been around him, Brian, when you were in, in Paris. You've been around him uh, worldwide, Wemby, uh, Windy. Are you surprised at how sort of seamlessly he's been able to elevate his game when it mattered the most here? No, two things about him. Number one, he has a tendency offensively to run hot and cold where he'll go through a quarter or a half where he's not able to do much offensively, and then he can get hot very quickly, which we saw in this game. We've already seen a couple times in his first four games. The second thing is, and I think it's something that we're going to be watching very closely and talk about it, talking about, and that is when Victor Wominyama plays center. Now, mm. he doesn't like playing center. He's been clear about that since he's been uh, midway through his teens. And they have Zach Collins on this roster starting at center. In fact, they just extended Zach Collins' contract uh, a week or two ago because they see him as the center alongside. But when Wembenyama plays center, which, by the way, which is what he was doing in the fourth quarter of this game, that's when he's been at his best. He's played it for 20 minutes so far out of these first four games. The Spurs are plus 15 in those 20 minutes, and he's 8 of 10 from the floor. Now, I know that's a small sample size. We are talking about a season that is essentially eight days old, but I think you're going to continue to see Wembenyama, when he's able to stretch the court offensively at center and protect the rim defensively. Guys, according to NBA.com, people are shooting 20% against him mm. as a direct defender, only 1 of 15 on three-pointers <laughs> so far. When you have that as a rim protector defensively, Insane. and then you have somebody offensively who can stretch the floor, you're talking about a perfect type situation. And frankly, Chet Holmgren, he's been playing center since moment one with the Thunder. And part of the reason why he's been so terrific is because what he's giving the Thunder at center. He's stretching that floor. He's, he's shooting over 60% from three-point range. He's killing Oklahoma City Thunder opponents. That is what Wembenyama has been giving the Spurs when he's in that five spot 
We saw it at the end of the game last night. And I think Greg Popovich is going to look for more times to slot him in there as we go forward. Interesting. Well, we are going to see uh, Suns uh, Spurs part two coming up here. They're staying in Phoenix to play another th another game. And one thing that can't be ignored, Brian, as we talk about the, the, these matchups is the absence of Devin Booker and Bradley Beal. Booker played in one game this season. Beal, he's yet to make his regular season debut. What is the level of concern here for these two after missing two games? Not as much with Devin Booker. He got, he's got, he's been getting a little bit closer. He did a full workout after their shoot around yesterday on that sore foot. He obviously was able to start the season. It's a little bit more of a concern with Bradley Beal. He's been dealing with that back injury since the preseason, and they're worried about it lingering. Um, they're worried about this is not just a bruise. This is something that could potentially affect him more medium term. Hmm. So they want to try to get him in a good spot before they bring him back. I would think Beal is probably going to be out a longer than Booker, who could be back in the next few days. Yeah, Devin Booker joined the broadcast last night. He kind of said he has a couple of hurdles still left to clear, but that everything is trending in the right direction, which is a good thing to hear. All right, Brian, thank you. Still to come on NBA Today, James Harden. He's officially with his new team. What you're looking at is him walking into Crypto.com Arena yesterday, but how is he going to fit alongside Russ, PG, and Kawhi? You're not going to want to miss what Big Perk says. And with the Harden headache sort of over in Philadelphia, <laughs> what's next for the 76ers? We take a look at some potential trades that could happen maybe sooner rather than later. Also, the first week of the season, it's officially in the books. Big Perk is here, which means it ain't Janae's list. It ain't Richard's list. It ain't my list. It's Big Perk's big list of big-time power rankings. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. While you were sleeping, massive news. James Hart is headed to the Los Angeles Clippers in a blockbuster. Now, Woj reported this at about 2 o'clock in the morning. Harden on the crossover. Oh, he caught a body underneath this time. The Sixers and Clippers started to really get traction. Conversations went deep into the night. He's been on the Rockets, the Nets, the Sixers, and the Clippers. So he's been on four teams in two and a half years. He got exactly what he wanted yet again. This is a legacy-defining move. Welcome back to NBA Today. James Harden walking into Crypto.com Arena in his new locker room, seeing his new teammates for the first time, Kendrick Perkins, as a member of the Clippers. Yeah, look at the energy. Boy, they was happy to see him. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about where's Paul, though? Happy Halloween from the Clippers. Uh, that's, a, that's a bold choice there. Uh, it is. We're going to pick this one up in the third quarter because 
Paul George, he did show up for this one in a big way. The Clippers, they outscored the Magic by 20 points in the third. No, it's impressive. I think Paul George's versatility is one of the things that people don't really give uh, the, the Clippers oh. enough credit for because eventually, in my opinion, that man is going to be able to play the four, and then they're going to have James, so they're going to have a loaded roster. If you give T. Lou too many chess pieces like that, it's going to be a problem. Absolutely. Paul George would have 27 points, seven rebounds, seven assists in this one. But Russell Westbrook going to work there, Big Perk. The heart and soul the of this Clippers team. He's the motor. He gives this team mm. swagger. And we could tell since the day he arrived there. And they are loving this moment. Westbrook has 18 points, seven assists, five steals in this one. James Harden giving his new teammates some High fives there. Now take a look at the Clippers' next five games here. As of this morning, James Harden, the trade is officially official. What's not set in stone right is when he's going to debut for his hometown team. After tonight's game against the Lakers, the Clippers ahead on a three-game road trip. So perhaps we could see him there. Senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski, who broke the trade, he joins us on set now. All day long, you are stuck with us for NBA Today <laughs> and for NBA Countdown, but let's dive into this a little bit. This is another huge move that the Clippers have made, acquiring even more talent in James Harden. How much pressure is on this organization to make this quartet work? I, I think the pressure is in what the Clippers gave up. Uh, their, their own pick in 2028, which is unprotected, and then that pick swap in 27 uh, that they made the deal with Oklahoma City on to send the first to Philadelphia. And I think people sometimes forget how valuable pick swaps are. A pick swap is what allowed the Celtics to get Jalen Brown. A uh, pick swap is what allowed the Celtics to trade to get Kyrie Irving, mm. uh, a pick that ended up being Colin Sexton in Cleveland. And they gave up a lot. And this is a team that is just starting to come out from under the Paul George trade with Oklahoma City and yeah. all the assets they gave up there. What that means is they cannot let James Harden just be a rental, a player that just plays for the rest of this season and then leaves because this group isn't kept together. And I think that certainly gives some leverage in extension talks with Kawhi Leonard, with Paul George. Both of those players uh, can decline their options. They can become free agents. They could walk into salary cap space somewhere else. And I think what especially in this era now of the new collective bargaining agreement, the new second apron. Teams are not just looking to just blindly hand out max contracts to players in their 30s, players who have injury histories, uh, because you can't just pay luxury tax your way out of roster problems. There's real consequences. So I think for the Clippers, there is even more pressure now to keep this group together and win this year, but then keep going forward with it in the future, James Harden's 34 years old. Right, and a unrestricted free agent potentially after this season. And Kendrick Perkins, Ty Lue is going to be sort of the chess master here that's going to have to figure out how to make all of the pieces work. Do you have a solution for for this? Hell yeah, I do. And I'll call T. Lue and tell him my damn self, but I'm going <laughs> to tell y'all on national TV. Ty Lue, if I'm you, I bring James Harden in off the bench, you know, as a six-man guy. Here's the thing. The second most important person on their team is Paul George, okay? We know Kawhi Leonard, he's their go-to guy. He's a finals MVP, former defensive player of the year, champion. We know what he brings to the table. The, Clipper can, the Clippers cannot go where they need to go without Paul George. Why do I bring up Paul George? He's averaging 27 points right now, shooting about 53% from the field 
and it's because of Russell Westbrook. It's something about that duo. If you go back and look at when he was in Oklahoma City, when Paul George was having that MVP season, he was averaging 28 points a game. Why? Because of the swag of Russell Westbrook. You cannot take Russell Westbrook off the ball, and if I'm Ty Lue, I'm not bringing Russell Westbrook off the bench, so that means that James Harden has to be the one to sacrifice. Again, it's not about who starts. It's about who finishes. No, I, I can see where you're coming from that because they're, they're the way they're playing, the way Paul George is playing. And if Paul George plays at a high level, look, you have three first ballot Hall of Famers, and Paul George is probably the fourth. If you're talking about James Harden, you're talking about Russell Westbrook, and you're talking about Kawhi Leonard, their resumes are complete. When you're talking about championships, MVPs, all the things, Paul George is probably that guy that you want to elevate. And so far, what you're saying is that Russell Westbrook elevates him to the highest of levels. Now, the only issue with that is James Harden, in my opinion, helps elevate their team a smidge more because of the shooting, because of the spacing. He doesn't have the same energy as Russ, but I, when I mentioned Paul George being the four, that's because if you start James Harden, you start Russell, you start Kawhi, you start Paul George, and then you start Zubac. You got five. That's your five right there. Now, you can take certain guys out that allow other guys to be more ball dominant. So you can take James Harden out first, bring in some defense, and now Russell and, and uh, Paul George can dominate in that second you half know, or dominate that second year. You know how many times James Harden's come off the bench in the last 10 years? I well, well I mean, Chris Paul? What Chris Paul we doing? Had, I, I, I mean, I actually sure. went to the finals with James Harden coming in off yeah. the bench. I mean, he's been a six man of the year, but that was a very long but, time ago. He's gone off the bench one but, time after injury. But Perk, a dynamic where Russ and Paul George are playing well will still not be good enough to potentially beat the Nuggets or beat a Western Conference contender. And the reality is, is that you need someone that can be plugged in and play and elevate the entire roster, which is what Richard was saying. You want to be able to get input from Terrence Mann, from Bones Highland, from Norm Powell. You want to make sure that those guys are playing their best basketball alongside Paul George and alongside Kawhi Leonard. That's why the last three years we've been hearing we need a point guard and they got one in Russ but the reality is they're gonna have to split time and that's gonna be the biggest question because on paper the fit should work but will the chemistry and that will require someone to make sacrifice you always say sacrifice is it James Harden maybe but the reality is, is if he's playing the best basketball for the team I just why should it be it. him it should be the person that is necessary hey, listen from the day Russell Westbrook arrived with the Clippers he has taken on a leadership role yes and they hope that would be the case I think it is exceeded all their expectations there was not a natural locker room leader on that team usually it's your best player but Russ took that role on guys were glad to allow him to do it and I think if Westbrook is coming off the bench he'll make that work for this team he has shown since the day he got there that he wants to impact winning he's done that and I think if, if I think in all likelihood he is going to be the player coming off the bench in this situation uh, but he, he has shown in his time there he can handle it. Well, he's also shown that he's been able to be – he's made that sacrifice before, and as long as they continue to win, that's what Russell Westbrook cares about at the end of the day, being able okay. to be on a winning squad. Uh, tonight's star-studded NBA Wednesday doubleheader. It starts at 7.30 Eastern. SGA and the Oklahoma City Thunder hosting Zion and the Pelicans. And then we have the Battle of L.A., Kawhi, PG-13, Russ, and the Clippers against A.D., LeBron, and the Lakers. Our coverage, it tips off with NBA Countdown at 7 on ESPN. And the app. Speaking of James Hart, what's next for the 76ers now that he's out of town? Our front office insider Bobby Marks, he is here and he lays out the biggest moves they could be looking to make this season. And Magic, Kobe, Kareem, Jerry, Shaq, the list goes on and on of all-time Laker legends. But should LeBron be mentioned in that same company? We dive in. And it's not my list. 
It's not Rich's list. Mm -hmm. It's not Tanae's list. It's Big Perk's big list of big-time power rankings. NBA Today will be right back. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to NBA Today. All right, my friends, we have 13 games on the schedule tonight, so let's go coast to coast to get you set for tonight's slate. And we're going to start with the Nuggets at the Timberwolves. The size of Minnesota it gave Denver some problems in their first-round playoff series. Not that many, but some. Richard, do you see the T-Wolves handing the Nuggets their first loss of the season? Tonight? Oh, God, no. The Nuggets are hot garbage. <laughs> and I, when I, I joke when I say hot garbage, right? I think... Uh, look, look, look. I, I think the Timberwolves, they still got to figure some things out. But I think they're going to be just fine. They're going to be fine. Oh, but the Nuggets are rolling right now. The Nuggets are rolling to a repeat <laughs> already. Let's get rolling. Bulls at Mavericks. Luka Doncic leads the league in scoring at 39 points a game. We're only three in. But, Chanae, can we get that average to over 40 tonight, do you think? Against oh, for sure. This guy has just been <laughs> sensational to start the season. But I hate oh, to always put a caveat because it's like he starts the season strong, but then it's harder for him. I want to see other players interacting because that means they've actually taking steps to improve, but Luka, MVP 3-0, putting up the numbers. He can hit 50 if he wanted to. Meanwhile, the Grizzlies are struggling. They're in danger of falling to 0-5 when they face the Utah Jazz tonight. <laughs> Historically, less than 1% of teams that start 0-5 make the playoffs. However, the Lakers did do it last season. John Morant still has 21 games left on his suspension. Perk, is this gap just getting too big for Memphis? Well, well they're not the Lakers that know they're not going to do it. And I told y'all at the beginning of the season that this team was go struggle. Because of no John Moran. Then they lost Steven Adams. They dead bird tall grass. They ain't got Brandon Clark. Not they dropped. You're right. How about that, Perk? The Pelicans <laughs> are at the Thunder on ESPN as well. Both teams off to a nice start here. Richard, what do you want to see from Zion and Chet in this one? I like no, that. No, look, this is not the, the equal matchup. Obviously, Zion is dominant. I just want to see him continue to, to, to dominate. And I, and I love the Thunder. I love what they're doing. I love how they're bringing along Chet and all of the rest of the guys. When they talked about Chet playing the five, that's where he's going to eat, but that's not where he needs to live. 
Finally, the Ooh. Kings are at the oh. Warriors here. Steph Curry torched them for 41 just five days ago. He's averaging over 34 a game against Sacramento going back to the playoffs. So, Chanae, I mean, is there a better budding rivalry in the NBA right now? No, this is the best rivalry, and I think Big Perk called it before the season started. It's because these two teams are very similar, but on different timelines. The Kings sort of took a, play, uh, you know, a page out of the Warriors' playbook, and their matchups from last season to this season have been <laughs> chef's kiss. I Did I do love, a little Perk yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> I just love that De'Aaron said he wants to. That's what what Perk did yesterday. De'Aaron wants to beat Steph's ass in his own shoes. Direct quote. I just loved that. That was so much fun. All right. Well, the Warriors are off to a three and one start this season. So big Perk. It's not Janae's list. It's my cup. It's not my list. It's Richard Cup, but it's not his list. It's time for Big Perk's big list. You know, I I was fighting with our guy, Jaron, our producer, one of our producers, and I said I didn't really feel like doing the list today. It's too early for power rankers. But he said, Big Perk, they missed me. Uh, they miss you. I said, so did you miss me? No. Hell yeah, they miss me. We starting it off right now. Give me some energy, Malika. Give me some energy, Malika. We going at number five. Run it. Bam. There you go. The Clippers. The Clippers. Even not, without James Harden playing, they've been looking phenomenal. Paul George is averaging 27. Russell Westbrook is doing his thing right now. I love what Big Zubak and Big Plumley doing in that middle, anchoring that defense. Finishing around the basket, handling their business, rocking the baby to sleep. Look at Ooh. Paul George in his it bag. Like like Ocean's they got- Eleven. It's like Ocean's yeah. Eleven when they all get together after they yeah. pulled well, off the ice. Cool. Yes. Stop like, talking. We're all here Stop talking. We coming in at number four. Shanae, where you at? <clears throat> Bam! <laughs> <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks. That's way too Luca. All about Luca. I keep. I told Shanae yesterday. He's number one in the league You're in scoring. Front of the screen. Okay, he's what number three in assists. What you said? You're You're front front oh my bad. Here we go. Luca, get your moment. Get your one shot in the moment. But look, this team is playing with some great energy, some great chemistry right now, and I love what the young fella Dev uh, Lively is doing hey, hey, off the bench. Hey, and, yo, I, and I hey, called hey, it on yo, draft night. Hey, yo, I did. I called nice. it on draft night. Yes. And here we go at number three. Bam! Ooh. Run it. The Milwaukee Bucks, because they still trying to figure things out. That's why they're they not number two or number one. But Dame Dollar been doing his thing. Giannis is doing his thing as usual. But Bobby Portis been coming in off the bench, providing what he needs to do as a six-man, buying into his role. They're going to continue to get better, but they're not in the, number, the top two yet. But they still in my top five. Now we're going to number two. Malika, I'm going to give you another shot. Number five was weak. Malika, I'm going to give you another shot. Number five was weak. Give me some energy now. Ready? Bam! (laughs) I love it. That's cool. My C's. My Celtics. Y'all thought y'all revoked my card. Y'all can't revoke my card. I hung a banner up in there. This is not about me. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Derek White, Drew Holiday, and Przingis. They have been giving everybody that work. Especially when you enter the Bean Town, they're establishing a home court advantage, in which they go need in the postseason, and it has been great. Richard, give me a cup because I need your energy. Oh, yeah, give me your energy. I'm saving Come you on, for number one. You got this, Rich. You now. got it, Rich. There you go. His jacket. Come yeah. on, Richard. Yeah. yeah, give it to. Bam. You such a liar. <laughs> and you would represent the defending champs like that, the Denver Nuggets. 
Jokic. <laughs> Need I see more? I say more. Jokic. He Jokic. has been doing his thing. Jamal Murray doing his thing. Career high and assist, game. Jamal. Love yeah, to see he, it. He's Love to see it, going Jamal. Keep time in. I'm not selfish like you. Eric Ooh. Gordon is being the force on the block. Anchoring the defense to it. Going. Hey, look, Jamal Murray, all first All-Star game this year. Jamal Murray, first All-Star game. All right. My list's not bad. This is a pretty good list. Three of these teams are in action tonight. And the inaugural NBA in-season tournament, it begins oh. Friday night, my friends. Who's calling the first game? Group stage doubleheader, I'm guessing Ooh. you, Rich. Yes. Yes. The Bucks. They host the at 7.30 Eastern. Okay. Right. Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets <laughs> host Luka and the Mavs. Coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern on ESPN. Take my call. Yeah. You like a can with your outfit today. Oh, it's just coming. The Lakers, they're unparalleled when it comes to legends, but where does LeBron fit on that list? And how much would another title mean to his Lakers legacy? That's next on NBA Today. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, we, oh, no. Send that. The send that. Hey. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's the Battle of L.A. The hype, the buzz is legitimate. You know, I'm taking it one step at a time, and right now it's in the Clippers to the final. We want to go down as one of the best in the history books for the Clippers. Never sweat the technique. Don't sweat the technique. Never sweat the technique. The Lakers, they score off against the Clippers tonight on ESPN, but the Battle of L.A., that certainly is not the ultimate goal when you wear the purple and gold. It is all about hanging banner number 18. And our Dave McMenamin, he detailed how a second championship run in Los Angeles, it would elevate LeBron's legacy amongst the inner sanctum of Laker greats. The annals of Laker lore boast an alumni base which, much like superheroes, require no surname for recognition. Magic and Kobe, the logo and the captain, Shaq and Wilt, they are greats of the game, bound together as LA luminaries by their championship conquests. Jerry was here, then Magic came. And then I came on board with Shaq. We were able to carry on that tradition. And now it's broad. It's a lot of pressure, but this is what we do. We don't hang division banners. Five years ago, another solo label sensation, LeBron, 
pledged allegiance to the purple and gold. LeBron is a Laker. His time in Hollywood has been historic. Number 17 will soon hang in the rack. A title in 2020. Overtaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the all-time scoring mark last season. Enough highlights to fill a hard drive. There's no denying his immediate impact on the team. He ended a postseason drought and delivered a ring to the next generation of team governors in the Bus family. My organization wants their respect, Laker Nation wants their respect, and I want my damn respect too. I want to continue to win. I want to continue to add on to that. I want to move one of those Larry O'Brien trophies to the side and put another one up. A second title in his sixth season would also move LeBron further up the list of all-time Laker greats into the inner sanctum with his jersey joining the other Laker immortals. And it stamps his time in L.A. as more of a final flourish than simply a closing chapter, living up to his own lofty standard he established in Cleveland and Miami and pushing the boundaries of what a player's prime can look like in year 21 of a storied career. I want to be legendary in this game, and my game speaks for itself long after I play. And becoming legendary as a Laker leaves a legacy as lasting as it gets. David Kohler's collection, by the way, was incredible. But LeBron James has scored 27.3 points per game in his Lakers career. That's the second most in Lakers history, just barely behind Elgin Baylor. And that puts him ahead of other Laker luminaries like Shaq, Jerry West, and Kobe. So it would be interesting to see what one more title does to that conversation. Still to come on NBA Today, what's next for the process? We're going to lay out some potential moves Philadelphia can make now that Harden is out of town. You're watching NBA Today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This year, I'm just all about business. I want to be considered one of the greatest of all time. I'm the most unstoppable player in the league.
Things look a little bit different in Philadelphia today. Here's a look at the trade that sent James Harden to the Los Angeles Clippers as first reported by Adrian Wojnarowski. Now, the reigning MVP, Joel Embiid, he gained a slew of new teammates in this trade. You can see the details after it became official this morning on your screen here. But Woj is back with us, and it was so important, Woj, for the Sixers to get back assets in this trade, to continue to build around Joel Embiid here. How aggressive do you expect them to be uh, between now and the trade deadline? Listen, th this is what Daryl Morey loves the best, is going out in the market, trying to cobble together the assets he has to go get a star player. <coughs> Nobody in the league has made as many trades as he has since he's been in the league. And, you know, he is a very big believer in uh, putting stars around stars. That's what he did in Houston. That's yep. what he's tried to do in Philly. And so uh, they've got enough now to go out. I think especially once we get closer to the trade deadline and players start to become available. This is a tough time of year to go out and try to pry a really good player away from a team. You would have to grossly overpay to do it mm. in almost all those cases. But you know, as we get closer uh, to that February trade deadline, and, and if that player's not out there, then those picks and those assets, they transfer over to draft time, free agency. And I think what they have to have in mind, though, is they go out looking, uh, and if it's going to be another really good perimeter player, not just to fit around Joel Embiid, but to fit around Tyrese Maxey. How sure. does it impact Maxey? Because he has all the makings right now of maybe not just an all-star guard in the league, maybe he's an all-NBA guard at some point. Mm -hmm. My thing is this, you need to be aggressive. It's less about, like, okay, who can they get? It's about the window of Joel Embiid being a top three a top five player and look these windows don't last as long as people think he has been a great player for a long time he's got an injury history so my thing is if i had to pick i would say between three and five years joel Embiid will still be a top five player in the league that's your window that's your window so you can have picks in 2029 you can have trade swaps in 2030 you have a window right now to win a championship. You have not been to the conference finals since 2000. Since 2000. Since before I was in the league was the last time you were in the conference finals. Joel Embiid don't grow on trees and neither do these opportunities. So in my opinion, they need to be ultra aggressive this break and then in the summer. Yeah, but they could be patient at the same time. Yeah, it was at the break and in you the summer. I mean? Very similar they, to they the still, they, still, they still with this roster that they have right now on paper, Still the third. Listen, just listen, man. I'm not saying the word. They're the third best team in the Eastern Conference. Now, oh, what? They're the third best. You out team. your damn mind. Who? I mean, name me. Who? I mean, uh, the, I can pick five teams well, right now that I would take over. Who? I would take over there. Okay, me. maybe if not five, four. I would <laughs> say. I would say I would take Boston. Yep. I would take. I would take the Knicks. Yep. No, I, I would. No, I, I would I, that's fine. That's fine. I, I would take, take Boston. I would take the Knicks. I would take Cleveland. The, and, the Cavs that we've been watching lately. Yeah, I would take no, Cleveland. I, right, I would take Cleveland. Hold on, hold on. And I would take Boston. Hold on, hold on, Did I say from Milwaukee. Hold on, hold on, Milwaukee. Okay, okay, Those okay, are the four teams okay, that I would take over. Okay, you're wrong. Okay, anyway, this team is supposed to be undefeated. They have a guy in Joel Embiid that is dominating the league, Tyrese Maxey. And when I say be patient, I'm not saying Darren Moore should jump the gun right now. I'm saying by the sequel out there by the trade deadline make a push at something but the pieces that they got back from the Clippers I think people underestimate what those guys could bring to the table I want to bring contract. In someone who has been in the middle well, of making these Nicholas sorts of decisions like in our bro. front office insider Bobby Marks please gentlemen uh, because Daryl Morey you, you kind of talked about it well she isn't necessarily known as a GM that builds cap space teams he, he trades for big stars how can we expect him to operate now 
Well, I'm going to expect aggressive, but kind of patient right now, observing. And Malik, I'm going to get, throw out a number to you. Please. 81. That is the amount of trades that Daryl Morey has made 81. since 2007. So, so the, if the expectation is that he's going to sit on his hands for the next six months and rely on $65 million in cap space next offseason, I think we're all going to be wrong here. So I think for certainly for the interim time, there's going to be a, an observation as for where this roster is. But when we get closer to the trade deadline, I would expect this Philadelphia GM to be extra aggressive. Hmm. Well, let's get, get specific, but also hypothetical. What moves could help the Sixers and what could those potential deals look like, Bobby? Well, I've got January 1st circled on my calendar, and that's the first date that the contracts that they received in this trade, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, those contracts can now be aggregated here. And certainly when you're looking at who is going to be struggling at that time, is Toronto, which is one in three right now, three potential free agents in OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Gary Trent. Where is Chicago in January with a player like DeMar DeRozan? But here's the question, Malika. All four of those players could become free agents. Are you aggressive at the trade deadline with the draft picks you have? Or do you rely and take that conservative mode that Daryl Morey is not known for and wait till they become free agents? Interesting. Do you like one of those better or worse perk? I'm not going to, you know, that's Bobby thing. And you know what I'm saying? Either one of them will make the sixes better. But, well, I mean, what about a Jimmy Butler? Miami's struggling. I mean, I don't. We don't know what Miami's going to be. They missed out on some huge. <clears throat> they missed out on Bradley Beal. Missed out on. They missed out on Damian Lillard. They also missed out on Drew Holiday. Mm -hmm. Do we think Miami's going to make one of those runs again this postseason? Absolutely not. So my thing is, at what point do Miami say, you know what? How many times are we going to continue to run with Jimmy Butler like that? Yeah, but if, if Miami was to move Jimmy Butler for essentially draft assets, that's, say, that's saying we're going in a whole different direction. Pat yeah. Riley has not shown any inclination to step back and rebuild like that. Yeah, they've always show, tried to keep... Show, what's that word you just used, Woj? Inclination? He hasn't showed it to win, because ah. that's the case, he would have picked one of those three players that wanted to go to Miami this offseason. So he didn't improve the roster. Well, right. the Sixers, they have some decisions to make coming up here. Woj, thank you so right, very guys. much. Bobby, thank you as well. Uh, Rich, before we head to break, your favorite break of the show, one thing that Daryl Morey is going to have to consider is, do you remember in 2018 when he commissioned this portrait of James Harden that now hangs oh. in his house in Philadelphia? Look, I, look, they had a very unique relationship, and we're just going to leave it at that. I, look, LeBron's my guy. I don't got no pictures of him in my house. Ramona Shelburne has an excellent story right now <laughs> ESPN.com all about their relationship and it begins with this stunning and telling portrait here. NBA Today will be Is back. Is it up for sale? Seconds. Is it up for sale? Is it up for sale? LeBron James has dominated. Oh, Clippers. my God. But 
since donning the purple and gold, the Clippers have won 15 of 19. Make it 12 straight. Make it 12 straight. Uh, yeah, 11 straight for now. We'll see what happens tonight. But there's going to be a ton of talent on the floor. Things are going to be really interesting, particularly when James Harden gets added to this mix. So when you look at the talent that the Lakers and the Clippers have here, Richard Jefferson, who are you taking at the top? At the best player, peak, peak, peak best player, I'm taking Anthony Davis. Mm. Peak, peak. I'm, I'm not mad at you. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Going, I don't care how old he is. I don't give a damn if he a senior citizen. Give me LeBron James. Okay. Yeah. Number one. Number two for me? Yeah. Duh. I'm going. And you Le- can say, Chanae, give not, it to me. No, no, no. I'm not. Right? Listen, Chanae. Chanae, just a second. I'm going to go with LeBron. <laughs> you can't go. <laughs> Why? You go, you we're drafting. I know. I want LeBron. So I know. I want a championship. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I always break the tie. If you listen to me, it's okay. a draft. Always so Paul George. <laughs> Thank you. Paul, Paul George, George, you want PG? Mm-hmm. All right. I got you, Richard. Paul George played more so minutes Paul than Kawhi. Paul George, tonight, because these all three this of these guys are expected to play. Who do you Give want? Me Third Kawhi best Leonard. guy. Give me Kawhi Leonard. Got okay. you. You're going with Kawhi as the fourth yeah. best player on the floor yeah. tonight. Oh, uh, you know what? I, look, Russ, I got to go with Russ. You're going to okay. take Russell uh, Westbrook? Yeah, I'm building out a roster right now, bro. Yeah, I'm yeah, building yeah. out a roster, <laughs> bro. Since we since we building out a roster, give me James Harden at okay. number three. All right, okay. I got you. Yeah. Okay, selected. Okay, now this is what I'm saying. Give me a little versatility. Give me a little yeah. inside, a little outside, a little floater. Give me Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. Oh, so, got you. Chanae, their top two guys they took, both Lakers, but then the next four in talent yep. go to the Clippers. Interesting. Yeah. Austin Reeves and, here. And, Perk, you and got. watch my number four pick. Bam! Big Zubat. Yeah. That's a good pick. That was give my five. Give me, give me Big Zubat. All, All right, can we scroll up? Let me see. Let me, let me see. I'll scroll for you. Let, 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 let me say this. Yeah, yeah, we're going to keep, we gonna keep this same with James Harden. James Harden is that dude. Let's put James up on the board. Except that okay. Wood, except you, he's no, already, wait, look, he's right here. Going? I want James Harden on my board same way I want LeBron on, on my board. Listen. Okay, then give me give, final pick. Give me man. I like man. All right. He was he was the asset that the Clippers were unwilling to trade. Last uh, pick. Potentially yeah. thinking back to that game. That go, go back up. Okay, well, last, at the top. With this lineup, I got scoring. I got an anchor in the middle. I need a dog. I need a pit bull. PJ. Give me P.J. Yeah, Tucker at five. Okay, so give me P.J. Tucker at five. Mark, so you, we have on, on this board one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Clippers yeah. versus three Lakers. Yeah. So when oh, you're looking wow. at depth, is top-tier talent at the top, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, more important in your mind, Perk, especially when we're looking towards the playoffs, or is it the depth and decisions that the Clippers are going to get to make here? It's the depth and decisions, Malik. That's, that's what it's coming down to. Yeah, if they're 100% yeah. healthy. Yeah. If Clippers or Lakers are 100% healthy, yeah. then to me it's the Clippers have the most talent. Uh, now, if they're 100% healthy and playing at their best, Anthony Davis is the biggest difference maker in Correct. this series. Defensively, it. offensively, LeBron is still the ultimate ever. Everything, but if he's not doing the same thing defensively that this big fella's doing. Well, who won the draft tonight? Parker Rich. Come on, I did because it was flawless when I <laughs> <laughs> There you go. You can catch the Lakers and Clippers on ESPN tonight. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you on NBA Countdown this evening. Hey, NFL Live. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.